And welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Animaniacast. With this spell, Pinky, the entire planet will be forced to acknowledge me as their ruler. Egan Brain, that's brilliant! And I, Minstrel Mouse Pinky, shall chronicle your deeds in song. He conquered the world without effort or pain. He's the boss, they call him... Uh, call him... Brain... Righto! Brain! Good one! Stop singing, Pinky, or I shall have to hurt you. And welcome, everybody, once again to another episode of the Animaniacast. This, of course, is the podcast that is dedicated to the animated television series... Animaniacs, as well as other shows within the Rugerverse, such as Pinky and the Brain, Tiny Toon Adventures, and Rikazoid. And today, I do not have Nathan and Kelly with me, but we do have a special guest. That's right, you may know him as the writer of some of your favorite episodes of Animaniacs, and of course, Rikazoid and Pinky and the Brain. He's also a writer and has written several books under his pen name, J.P. Mack. Books such as Death Honk, Jury Duty, They Took My Prostate, and he's now coming up with a new book called How to Run a Marathon in 13 Years. Ladies and gentlemen, it's our friend, Mr. John P. McCann. Thank you, Joey. Hello, everyone. Glad to be here. How have you been, How have you been John? Doing very well. Staying, uh, staying busy. That's a, that's a good thing for me. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Uh, so the one of the main reasons uh, we have you on here is because we are going to be playing a commentary that you did. It, was, it surprised me how long ago it was. It was almost a year ago uh, that you sat down with uh, with me, Kelly, Nathan, and Tom Ruger, and we all watched the uh, first. Pinky and the Brain solo episode, Spellbound, together. And uh, we recorded a commentary, and we put that out to our lovely supporters over at Patreon. But I figured, I think we better release it out unto the world, because you have a book coming out. And I thought, well, why don't we tell everybody about this new book that John has coming out, and then we can go right into the commentary you did for Spellbound. Uh, I suppose without further ado, John, why don't you tell us what is this new ebook? Uh, what is it about? What is it called? What it, where? What is it all about? Well, the book is called How to Run a Marathon in 13 Years. And <laughs> subtitle is How Hard Would You Fight for Your Dreams? And basically running is the scaffolding for a lot of lessons in life that I learned over the last 13 years where I went from a marathon runner doing quite well uh, to injury to further injury to cancer and along the way it just seemed like everything was falling apart at the time and then in the end uh, you know I just kept plugging away somehow the marathon mm-hmm. became this goal if I could if I could reach that uh, it would be it'd be great but but along the way I learned about you know you learn about uh, circumstances of life acceptance lost perseverance. Uh, 
big difference between acceptance and complacency. All these things mm. that I, you know, hope to hope to pass along, at least in in terms of what running was to me and what it still is. Awesome. And this is uh, this is an ebook. It's available over on Amazon, I believe, right? Yes, uh, ebook, and I'm pretty sure the soft cover version will be out. Uh, it launches on September 9th. So at least it'll be it'll be exclusive to Kindle Direct through October, I think, and then I'll go wider to it'll be uh, uh, Barnes and Noble and uh, uh, Kobo and uh, Apple and all kinds of other uh, digital homes. Fantastic. Well, we will have, uh, of course, links to it uh, over on our Animaniacast Amazon shop. And if you folks out there want to check it out and check out the links and things like that, it's amazon.animaniacast.com, uh, where we have a little book section in there where we have uh, some of John's previous works, as well as well, some other random Animaniacs-related <laughs> books as well. So you never know what else you're going to find in that uh, in that place. So check it out, amazon.animaniacast.com. I've quite enjoyed, John, uh, your previous work, um, They Took My Prostate. Which is, if you haven't read that, folks, it is, it's a, it's a, I would say it's poignant and humorous all at the same time. John, you have a very unique sense of humor, I would, I would say. Uh, and I'm sure in this, this book, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to, you know, your, your style, your brand of humor as well. Is, if, uh, am I right in assuming that this is not, this, this is, uh, as, much as it is meant to be, I'm, I'm assuming like an inspiring book. It's also humorous as well. Oh yeah, well, I try and look for the the funny parts of things. I, I mean, <laughs> the prostate book was, <clears throat> you know, when every day is a potty emergency, then then you gotta find something <laughs> funny to say about it. And the same way with this one, at least in terms of of the running, and then the other, uh, you know, circumstances that happened. I try and look for the bright side, and uh, that's what. You you know that's what keeps you going. Uh, yes, you can accept it, or you can uh, just sit there and say no, 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 no. And uh, you know, acceptance is reality. And once, mm. once you're dealing with reality, then you got a shot. Well, uh, John, I, I gotta, I gotta ask. Uh, we're going to be getting into uh, spellbound here in just a, a few moments. Uh, this, of course, was Pinky the Brain's first solo short. And uh, at the risk of sounding repetitive, because it's been a year since we talked about this episode, and I don't know what this previous recording is going to mention, what can you tell us about your recollections of Spellbound, about how this first came about, and uh, your memories of working on this episode? Yeah, it was right in the middle of the big push for the first season of Animaniacs. We were just, everybody was swamped. And it was originally going to be a short so I think, I believe I wrote a short and then turned it in. Uh, and then Tom said, no, we, we, this could probably be a half hour. So, wow. Okay. So uh, <laughs> had to find a, had to find a story that would carry them along. I, I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan. I always enjoyed the, you know, the books and the mm -hmm. wall, well, why not give him a quest? I know. And that seemed to be a good way and then run them through a sort of quasi-medieval world and all the <laughs> various fairy tale horrors that you see there. 
Well, this episode uh, has some of the best cameos uh, of all of Animaniacs. I think it really what it does is it it really captures the essence of so many different characters. Uh, at this point in the in the writing process, was it difficult getting the voice? I suppose of those characters nailed down, or were you kind of like kind of jumping back and forth between? Because I remember there's there's Slappy in this, there's the Good Feathers, and and a bunch of other <laughs> ones as well, uh, all making appearances. Uh, did you pretty much have those down, or was that was that still a challenge since you were still in the first season of the show? Well. I'd known Sherry Stoner for years, so Slappy was pretty easy. You know, he'd done a character like that in, uh, I think, in The Groundlings. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, some of the others, it's a little easier if you just have to do a line or two. If right. You got to do an extended passage. It, it might be a little more difficult to hold him that long. But that short, I could, uh, you know, do the best I could. I also remember that Tom wanted to use more uh, of the class, like Witch Hazel. Uh, from classic uh, Warner Brothers, he used right. Uh, I think he used one or two other characters, just because we already had models for them, and mm-hmm. they wouldn't have to. They wouldn't have to design something new. I always wanted them to design something new, but <laughs> he had to watch the budget a little bit. So anyway, it, it worked out. It worked out fine. There was plenty to choose from, and they worked great. Uh, and. I guess before we and one more thing I had to, to I think before we get into today's episode I think there cuz one of the I think there's some gags in the background when it comes to network executives and stuff on the jars of stuff I think we I think our, our audience would be uh, interested and we talked briefly about this uh in our initial setup but there's a lot of there's quite a bit of drama going on in Warner Brothers these days uh and can you what do you I was wondering what your impressions were. Your uh, can you relate to uh, these these fellow writers and uh, people working in animation who seem to be being put through the ringer over at Warner Brothers? Yeah, it's not pleasant when that when that happens because uh, you're it's completely out of your power. It's just rolling right over you. And as I mentioned to you earlier, departments get shrunk. Um, Decisions are made financially that make the corporation look more appealing for a takeover. Once that takeover happens, then, you know, they always say nothing, uh, nothing's going to change. We love everything you're doing. That's they're, just, <laughs> they're trying to calm the cattle before, uh, you know, they made into hamburger. But, <laughs> but yeah, they, uh, like I remember uh, the, this is crazy, but you know, all that time ago, the web was just coming on. Warner Brothers had a big publishing uh, arm, and the the T one lines, the uh, dedicated lines they used at the time, were great because they could send all their big files, uh, book files, over. AOL came in and said, "No, you got to use AOL now," which which oh. was absolutely worthless for something like publishing. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it's. It's great for uh, annoying other teenagers. But, you know, <laughs> it was a business, so they had to allow. I think they ended up allowing, uh, you know, uh, publishing to keep keep using the old one. But there were things like that. I mean, it's just an unpleasant fit. Warner Brothers at that time, though, um, you know, the Gene McCurdy era was coming to a close. Uh, in mm-hmm. other words, 
um, Kids WB had already taken over and were calling the shots. They greenlit all the shows. So the golden era of, of Gene McCurdy was gone by then. Uh, the question was what would what would survive and what would uh, be approved. And there was so much uncertainty at the time. But uh, if you have a show, if you're in the middle of a show and uh, new management comes in, they call the shots. So mm -hmm. you have to you have to be able to take a punch and jump back up and see what else you can do. If you were to predict what the what will happen with the with Warner Brothers and in the in the next few weeks, months, years, what, what would you what would you what is your gut telling you? I I think it'll end up like Universal is where they'll be sold again to mm. somebody else. I mean, how many how many owners? as Universal had in the last 20 or 30 years. You, you can't even keep count of them. Because there's always some assets there. There's something uh, that people will think they can uh, you know, do differently. So, I mean, they'll, they'll try and change it. But again, it'll all come down to a bottom line. If they aren't making money, if they're not keeping the stock you know, shareholders happy, then away it'll go and someone else will come in and give it a go. Well, there we go. Well, uh, I think we'll get to the episode. Uh, we'll just go off to our preview as previously recorded <laughs> on the Animani cast in just a few moments. But once again, uh, John's book, uh, John, let's tell you the, tell us the title one more time. Uh, How to run a marathon in 13 years. <laughs> Wonderful title. It is uh, available on Amazon. You can find the direct link to that. If you go over to amazon.animanicast.com and John, thank you so much for coming on once again. Oh, thanks, Joey. It's been a pleasure. All righty. Hey, Dad, this is Pinky, and you're listening to Animaticast. You know why? Because you're going to take over the world. No. We're here doing another Animaniacs Creator Commentary with Tom Ruger, and Tom's here. Hey, Tom. Hey, hi. Hello, and Nathan's here as well. Hey, hi, hello. <laughs> and joining us once again is our special guest, John P. McCann. Hello, John. Hello. Hello to you. It's <laughs> <Why? laughs> Sean Connery? Or... <laughs> Might have been a Walter Cronkite. I, I oh, know, that's it. Is. Perhaps. No, it, but... it's like choose your own adventure. You pay. Exactly. <laughs> it's, well, you be the judge at home, folks. No, but today <laughs> we're doing the first completely complete half hour dedicated to Pinky the Brain. And that, of course, is Spellbound. And this was directed by Rusty Mills and Dave Marshall. And it was written by John P. McCann. So I'm really excited to go over this with, with uh, John because I think this is, number one, already it, when he asks people some of their favorite episodes of Pinky the Brain, and especially even Animaniacs, this one comes up quite a bit. Um, but it also may have you know, helped... It's it's the legend is the legend is that this helped create the spinoff. So we'll get more into that later, I'm sure. But Nathan, how do we make sure that everyone is synced up at home with us? All right. So putting your DVD or whatever. Okay. <laughs> you start your episode of Anime and X about three or four seconds into the episode. You're gonna pause that episode. This will be after Bugs Bunny fades to black, and then Joey here is gonna tell you to unpause it. He'll give you a countdown or something. Let's yeah. See. 
Yeah. Here, let's do that then. <laughs> so everyone's there, and now we're going to unpause it in one, two, three, and go. Oh, well, there we go. This is like uh, Pink Floyd when you, uh, you know, you try and sync up uh, Pink Floyd to Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of works at t- some points. Yeah. Point. So. <laughs> But you, you start when the lion roars, and then it, it takes you out <laughs> up to uh, where the cowardly lion dives out of the wizard's uh, castle oh my the gosh. first time. Wow! That <laughs> at least nothing that complicated yet. But what? But what? What? Which? Oh, so, which song should we be syncing this up to? That's the yeah. question. <laughs> right? Yeah. Now, I think when we. I think when we originally started this, it was um, it was not going to be a half hour. It was just going to be that episode. And then for for whatever reason, I think I think we might have needed the material. But Tom said, "Make make it a half hour." So you know, <laughs> please, yes. We you know, I just uh, took what we had and then try to extend it out. I mean, there, there had been enough of these things in reading stories when you're a kid or uh, whatever, you know, you kind of, you kind of know the beats of a, of a medieval quest. So they're just, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to go to get something and they're going to be a lot of trouble along the way. And then because they're picking in the brain, they're going to screw it up in the end. So, (laughs) Well, the way John uh, established the music and the songs in it, uh, and it was so funny, I think we felt like, oh, John, keep going with it. The, you can you can go on forever with this. Please do. Because, uh, yeah, it was such a great concept. It was a lot of work establishing all the different backgrounds. So, yeah, make it a half an hour. <laughs> That's John McCann. I am fat with magic. <laughs> Sunny Tufts. Yeah. Beautiful. I finally saw a movie with Sunny Tufts in it a few weeks ago. <laughs> yep. It wasn't a great movie. <laughs> Quentin McHale, John. Boy, that, that that's that's wild. going deep. So that is deep. That's a deep dive. Uh, Mikel's Navy's uh, yeah. lead actor. Yeah, lead performer. Ernest Borgnine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brain kind of reminds me of uh, Splinter in these for some reason, like learning to karate, but instead he's learning magic. From- how to dance. How to dance. Watching. How to dance with Watching. the footsteps. Yeah. <laughs> Edwin Newman, an NBC newsman. Fabulous names. Yeah. So, yeah, John. You, <laughs> speaking of names, I mean, Tom's Tom very often has credited you, you and uh, Paul, for coming up with some of the best names, uh, you know, for characters. How? What's your process for coming up with some of these really hilarious names, or just pulling them from pop culture? Is like there, is there a process? Weed yeah. Memlo was one of those, I think. Right, yeah. Weed Memlo, it's just, 
You know, if it's just got a sound that makes you smile, that's probably a good name to like Wiener Mercator. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It has a it has a cadence to it. Yeah. Some, sometimes there are real things in them, like you know, uh, uh, that's. The chaps are size line right there is very. <laughs> that's one of the best ones. Or are you pondering? Oh, yeah. or I'm pondering. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 See. Yeah. Now, all the other, the additional um, sp- uh, spells and chapters and everything like that, the st- everything in the pages, are these things that you also had to, to write in there, John? Even if if the brain was not saying them, or is that the art department that was doing I, that? I think the artists uh, added most of those because they're sort of had to be looking for them to to get them. But there were a lot of good things in there. I think the song the song he's using is is green sleeves basically yes. which which of course is was delightfully public domain so, <laughs> you know, we, nice and we cheap. could just use it Ishtar box office receipts uh, that those are that's one of the jars there and quite honestly John does provide uh, almost all those items in his scripts it's uh because he's a detailed man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. Perfect oh, there you label. go. Very yeah. specific. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh no. I think Tom added uh, this sequence here with the. Getting a, getting the jar, having the jar go in, and then getting brain hit with the ladder. Wow! <laughs> Poor brain. Look at that! Me. Oh my gosh! Yeah, quite an indent. Yeah, a little foreshadowing there for the end. It reminds me a bit of Young Frankenstein a bit with the Abbey normal brain and everything mm-hmm. like that. With you have you have the right thing, and then it smashes right before you can have it. We borrow from the, the greats. Yes. <laughs> Murky Mountain was was my homage to Tolkien, you know, and the Misty Mountain from... Oh, yes. Ah, yes. That's the antenna extending. I love that. Right yes. Oh, here we go. Charlie Sheen, Ben Vereen. Shrink to the sun. Charlie Sheen, John, how uh, remarkable. And <laughs> he's he is, would soon become uh, a legend. Yeah, in in spite of everything, he's still around. Right, he came. Uh, <laughs> he survived platoon and uh, and his addictions, and then uh, got a wonderful show. And oh, <laughs> fabulous! This is a beautiful shot. Beautiful shot. 
I love the horse scratching its own back. Hilarious. <laughs> I mean, it's not a horse. It's a unicorn. Unicorn, yeah. Yeah. But it's a very... Ah! <laughs> <laughs> <Pit of> barbecue. <laughs> mm. Yeah, this, this really, I think, created uh, the format for the Pinky and the Brain series. Uh, the 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 half hour series. Uh, this is the template. So was it when it, you know, you when the talk started going forward about let's do a spinoff series and uh, you, this was already made. This is already made, yeah. and you just said, well, we know we can do it because we did this before with this. Well, it certainly we certainly proved that it could be done. Yes. Yeah. And uh, there's Witch Hazel from uh, the Looney Tunes. Yeah. And I believe Tress was doing the voice, and I think she, I'm assuming she probably does the voice today, to this day. I don't know. Does she? She might. She does. (laughs) A spot of fire. (laughs) Oh, again, from Chuck Jones's world. Yeah. That's Tressie. Mm-hmm. Their eyes look so weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they had weird eyes. I think they were more, like, blue in the original, like, uh, the Chuck Jones oh, version. Yeah. This is, yeah. they're more purple mm-hmm. in this one. <laughs> I think we had them for the day. And decided. (laughs) 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 It's really great, too, because just having the simple word there not not being completed, the kids are just having fun with these Mm -hmm. because they, they know. Yeah, I mean, they know the word that it's supposed to go, so... I love the music behind that. Ooh, that's a nasty troll. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Perfect. Uh Ah, uh, Beautiful. <laughs> Playing a Hall of the Mountain King underneath. Um, Very nice. Green. There we go. <laughs> Ow. Oh. Oh. Oh, he is a lima bean. Yeah, I was like a lot of times they're not quite the size of a lima bean, but jerk this one. face. <laughs> oh wow. There Median. are some cameos in this one. Yes. Read and rut. Couldn't squeeze a song out of it, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's one of the great lines of all time, Doc. 
all of my butts are in Dutch. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's really a good, that's great time to remind our audience what we're doing, John. Another cameo. Oh, yeah. Right here we are. Uh... Trying to get trying to get to the castle or the cavern, the murky mountain where the dragon yeah. is. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Watch out. It's Ralph <laughs> as a giant, I believe. This is why um, uh, Pinky's the genius. He just moves out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> the brain just... <laughs> is confident in his ability to solve problems, even if he never quite solves them. <laughs> you know what? I think what John's doing here, uh, you know, we were in the thick of it, the thick of the battle back then, just making this stuff. I, I love all these cameos, the way he's doing it. And mm -hmm. We should have done this in so many more cartoons. I mean, yeah, I Ralph, agree. Ralph should have been a supporting actor in other cartoons. Yeah. I mean, it's the Animaniacs. Yeah, it should have, you know... The character, you know, <laughs> just makes sense. Well, yeah, it's a it's a it's a full cast show. Yeah, overall. why not use them? Yeah. Pay for play. Come on, you gotta yeah, yeah. You're paying yeah, for you them gotta, anyways. You gotta pay for them anyway. You gotta put them on. <laughs> <laughs> I believe this is a cuckoo nest show cuckoo's nest james wan and it's beautifully animated and we'll be back after this message <laughs> and we're back <laughs> <laughs> what was he? <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> uh oh. Oh, there he is. Beautiful dreamer. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> The tiniest clippers, the yeah. Tiny clippers. <laughs> Beautiful background. Mm -hmm. Great. <laughs> Sorry to forget this bit of, of sawing through the nail with the two. <laughs> A little song should do it. Mm -hmm. I wonder what uh, music will be. <laughs> I wonder what the <laughs> yes. Ha! <laughs> oh, great. 
run. <laughs> wow, nice mouth. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> that would be wise. Bring that. Yes. But yeah, it, it, this is definitely going to the. the it's the hero's Mount journey. Doom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now they got the green slave in the orchestral background. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Did Richard Stone? Did Richard Stone do the music for this one? Well, he always was the leader, uh, and my I suspect he did do the music. Um, I mean, there's there are other people that get involved, Carl Johnson and Steve and Julie, but I think for this half hour, Richard went with it. Yeah, it was good. There was kind of like a mashup between Green Sleeves and Pinky and the Brain. There it was nice. Yeah. yeah. Are you an, an aficionado of this sort of uh, story, John? Yeah, I like the. Uh, um, <laughs> I like the old fairy tales because they they were so awful. Um, <laughs> I mean, bad things happened to people, and it stayed that way. It was no yes. Harry Potter where it, you know. You know, yeah. you eat some chocolate and you're fine, but. <laughs> there is the key ingredient. You should do it. Well, they, they sure earned it. Yes, they did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, get it right. Oh, whoa, no. What a challenge. <laughs> hint, hint. This is what's going to go this wrong. Is, yeah. <laughs> okay. Balls on the tee. <laughs> Jennifer Flowers. Wow. Jennifer Flowers. Oh, they. Yeah. P- political name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well. Yeah, and this is uh, poetic justice. It's it's exactly uh, the way it goes for Pinky in the Brain. <laughs> Pinky doing something so annoying and stupid that it, it undermines Brain's plan. Brain kind of just let him figure it out himself. <laughs> the big cheese. I love that. I want a large cheese. (laughs) Oh, we still got it going on. It's like the stinky cheese man or something. Is that a? It's also a fairy tale. (laughs) Oh, well, yeah. 
It's <laughs> 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 good. Uh, Very good. That was great, John. Excellent. Yay. Yay, John. Thank you. Awesome yeah. half hour. Yeah, that was a lot of fun to do. I loved the Lord of the Rings when I was a kid. So I always, you know, had that sort of uh, medieval sort of world in mind. Well, I do think we should get John uh, back on future episodes where he was uh, deeply involved. Yeah, would that, absolutely. Would, would that be okay, John? No, I'd love it. This has been great. Oh, awesome. Yay. Yeah, we'd love to revisit some of these, uh, you know, other ones as well, like in the future. So we'll have to, yes, we'll have to schedule it. So, all right. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, Freakazoid, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademarking copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated.